Hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast episode. Today, I'm talking about three healthy things for you to start doing if you are not someone who wants to focus on macros or calorie counting. And I don't say that as any kind of judgment. I absolutely believe that long term, all of us should shift our eating to something that feels a little bit more natural and doesn't require us to track everything we eat because I think for lifelong sustainability, that's not necessarily the most natural way of eating. I do think that it can be very useful to track our macros and our calories for short periods of time in order to educate ourselves about, you know, the nutritional information of different foods. You know, where's a good good place to get protein? Where's a good place to get carbs or healthy fats? And those are definitely things that I learned from tracking my macros for over two plus years. Um, but moving on to things you can do if you are someone who is either trying to step back from tracking macros or calories, or someone who just isn't interested in doing that, my three simple suggestions would be to first and foremost, plan your meals around protein. Now as a nutrition coach, all my clients know protein is important. And if you're someone who has been, you know, doing a lot of fitness or follow a lot of fitness people on Instagram or social media, you know that they're always like protein. But I don't mean that in like the bro sense of the term where it's like protein is the most important thing. You know, I think people sometimes start to disregard that statement because they see someone who's, you know, 220 pounds and super jacked saying that. But the reality is even someone like me is going to encourage you, no matter what your physical goals, to incorporate more protein into your day. For the most part, in my experience, most people aren't consuming enough protein. And protein is a building block of our bodies. And I'm not saying you have to eat meat. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying planning ahead to incorporate protein sources you feel comfortable including, whether they are meat, whether they are vegetarian, doesn't matter. It is very important to incorporate them though, because like I said, protein is a building block of our bodies. It helps to build muscle. It helps with recovery and repair. It does a lot of important functions in our body apart from helping to keep us full for longer periods of time and helping to ensure that if we are trying to lose fat, having sufficient protein encourages our body to break down our extra stored fat as opposed to breaking down our muscle when we are in a calorie deficit. So protein is actually quite important. And that's why I'd say plan your meals around protein. So for example, if I'm planning my meals for the day, I might say, hey, you know what? For breakfast, I'm going to be having some eggs and egg whites, and that's going to be my protein source for breakfast. Lunch, I've decided to go with a tofu stir fry, so tofu is my protein source. And for dinner, I'm going to have uh, a piece of salmon. So I figured out my protein for the day. I've been you know, a little bit more thoughtful about it. And from there, you can plan your meals around that. I think sometimes we plan our meals around, you know, maybe the carbs or fats we want to have, and there's nothing wrong with including carbs or fats. I definitely enjoy both of those things, but consuming your protein is more challenging for most of us, which is why I do suggest being a little bit more mindful and uh, prepared with regards to figuring out where that's going to come from in your meal. 
All right, second healthy thing that you can start doing, and that is eat off a smaller plate. Now, this is not to say you cannot have seconds. You can't go back for more food. Absolutely not. But statistics and science and my own personal experience will show you um, that if you get yourself a bigger plate or a bigger bowl, chances of you filling that to visually look full is a lot higher than if you have a smaller plate and you fill that to look full. And I definitely like, yes, I've read different studies on this and it's extremely interesting to see how we are impacted by the size of the plate or bowl we choose. But like I was saying, from personal experience, I love oatmeal. I love, you know, making a big bowl, putting some peanut butter or hazelnut butter on there, having it with like fresh berries or things like that. That is my jam. Like some weeks, that's what I'll have every single day. And so when I go through those phases, we have these really big bowls that I thoroughly enjoy eating out of, but they're quite sizable. I would say you could probably fit like three cups of liquid in there. Um, so that's like what, 700 milliliters. Um, yeah, they're, they're pretty darn big. And so because of that, my oatmeal bowls would get progressively larger and larger. And then I would look at them and be like, I'm not quite done. I didn't finish my food in the bowl, but like there's only a little bit left, so I might as well finish it. And then before I know it, I'm like overly full and I've eaten more than I need and I'm a little bit uncomfortable and likely consumed more calories than I needed because based on my physical response to how full I am, I was not hungry for the entire bowl. However, I consistently went through this challenge of like, oh, this is how big my bowl is. I should add more food to it because it doesn't look very full. It doesn't look enough. But when I ate the same amount of food and transferred it to a smaller bowl, I was like, gosh, darn it, Nikki, this is a lot of food. No wonder you couldn't finish it. And so visually speaking, this is just a really simple thing you can do that requires you not to change anything about what you're putting on your plate, but Physically, you can't put as much on your plate or in your bowl if you're choosing a slightly smaller one. And from there, I would say, eat your food. And you know what? If in 5, 10, 15 minutes after you're done eating, you're still hungry, go back and get more. There's nothing to say you can't have more food, but having a smaller plate or bowl allows for that opportunity to pause and reflect if you do actually need more food, as opposed to just overfilling your plate or bowl. All right, last tip is to fill half your plate with veggies for at least two meals. And I say that because I know most people are not a huge fan of vegetables at breakfast. Uh, I can understand that for sure. I mean, unless you're having, say, like a vegetable omelet or, you know, different countries definitely do include more vegetables than North American ones. Um, but I do understand that's probably the one meal where people are like, I do not want any kind of vegetable at breakfast. And so I'd say that's fine. But in your other meals, definitely include more. Because one thing I do find too is that people are like, oh, I'm so hungry. And I'd say, well, what did you eat? It's like, well, I had chips and salsa and um, a little bit of protein on the side. And they say, okay, well, what about vegetables? Oh, 
oh, I didn't have any vegetables. I was like, okay, well, there's nothing wrong with chips. There's nothing wrong with salsa or your protein source, but chips are quite calorie dense. So you are literally trying to fill your stomach and feel satisfied by not having it physically a large amount of food. So I would say you don't have to change anything about what you're currently eating, but why not add a side salad to that? Why not add, you know, fresh cut veggies if you like those, roasted veggies, steamed veggies, grilled veggies. And the thing is, I'm not going to say there's one best way to have your veggies because the reality is however it's going to be the most realistic and enjoyable for you is the best way to have them because chances are you're going to have them a lot more often if it is something you enjoy and something you can make time for either preparing or cutting up. So these are simple tips, but definitely ones that can help your meals to go further while at the same time bringing more mindfulness to your eating portion wise and satisfaction with regards to consuming more protein as well. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And if you do try this, I would love to hear how it goes for you. I would say with things like this, if you're really going to want to notice a difference, commit to doing these three things at each meal for at least a week. Give it a week. Think about how it goes. Reflect on it. And at the end of the week, say, hey, you know what? This part works for me. I didn't notice a big change with this. And that is absolutely okay. You might not feel all three of those are really impactful for to you personally, or maybe you already do two of them. That's great. So whenever it comes to nutrition and making changes, it always needs to be uh, picking a moment for you to pick and choose what you actually feel like you want to keep and hold on to moving forward. There's nothing wrong with saying, I, I only really like the idea of planning ahead my protein. That's great. If so, hold on to that and move forward with that so it's helping you work towards your goals in a healthful way. Okay, I really am done now. So thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram at justget.fit. I always love hearing from you and getting DMs from you. Or you can email me for one-on-one nutrition coaching at nikki at justget.fit. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my podcasts.